So we can be doing anything and the Lord touches us, affects our life at that moment. Reading our Bibles, praying, sitting in fellowship, dancing, walking, hiking, all those things we just sang about. Could be doing anything. The Lordship of Jesus Christ hits our life. Jesus Christ, what he accomplished at Calvary was designed to affect every area of our life. Every area. When he was here, he exemplified just that. He would bring wholeness and deliverance everywhere he went to any area of everybody's life. So in Acts chapter 10, you have this great verse that Peter is bringing this message of Christ to the Gentiles. In the midst of this message, he says in verse 38, You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how we, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So he went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now we think usually of this, healing is a physical healing. This word healing is tied into salvation. Where people get deliverance from sin and its bondage. See, healing, where there's a release from the punishment of sin. All of our lives are, have been affected by sin. What's been passed to us and what we have done contrary to God. When Jesus Christ died, he paid for all of that. So essentially by the cross, we have been released, legally released from every bondage of sin in every way. But there's a process called the renewing of the mind that takes time for somebody to come into fuller and fuller deliverance of what the cross accomplished for each and every person that's ever lived. So this process of the renewed mind is people receiving this healing, those who are oppressed by the devil, oppressed by the devil. Now, this word oppressed, understand that word healing is tied into salvation and deliverance from sin, okay? That's where all physical ill health comes from is sin. That's where all mental ill health comes from is sin. Now, Mental ill health is everything that's contrary to truth. That's mental ill health. If I'm not thinking that God is my complete sufficiency, that's mental ill health. If I'm not thinking that God is my wholeness, He's my physician, I, I am mentally not sound in that area. Right? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That spirit of God and all that came with it, the wholeness that's in Christ, is of a sound mind. Anything contrary to what's in that, uh, according to the Spirit of God, is not soundness. Not soundness of mind. So, you know, we think, oh yeah, for the unbelievers, they need this kind of deliverance in Christ. No, we need to see this kind of deliverance in Christ. You know, all of us have areas of our lives that we where we recognize darkness has this overpowering. That's what this verse is referring to. You know, you know you get excessively angry. You know, you tend to get anxious. Uh, you know, bills come in and it causes you to look at what you have in finances in the bank and what, you know, what you don't have and it causes you to get anxious. If you, maybe you drive and you get full of fear or whatever. There's all these areas of our lives and God, uh, 
has dealt with them all at the cross and wants to bring us into the wholeness of Christ in all of those areas. Do you remember when that woman with the issue of blood, it's in Luke 8, I think it's verse 44 to 46, somewhere in there, when Jesus Christ said she had touched the hem of his garment, he said, someone has touched me for I perceive that power has gone out of me. Every time somebody touches, they're in a situation, they know darkness has overpowered them in some way, they reach out to touch the hem of his garment, spiritually speaking. I know that God has delivered me from this. I know the cross has resolved this. And they reach out for that deliverance. Touching the hem of his garment, spiritually, power goes out of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary into our lives. It's the reaching out to touch the hem of his garment. What areas of your life need to reach out and touch the hem of his garment? Wherever you recognize, let's look at this verse again. Jesus Christ was anointed. How God anointed him with the the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good. That's the will of God, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. All who were oppressed by the devil. It's an interesting um, construction in the Greek of this verb, oppressed. It's in the present tense, the passive voice, and the uh, uh, participle mood, which means present tense is it's right now happening. Passive voice means it's not you, it's been pressed upon you. Oppressed by the power of the devil. He puts it upon. He has pressed us into his mold. and been trying to more and more since our birth. He's been trying to press us into his mold. Oppressed by the power of the devil. It's not you. It's what's been pressed upon you. You've got to know that. If you have whatever areas of spiritual darkness is in your life, it's been pressed upon you. You've been shaped and fashioned that way. So it's in the present tense. It's in the passive voice, and it's in the participle mood, which means you end the, the, uh, the verb in ing. Or if it's past tense, it's ed. In other words, if it was in the past tense, not the present tense, who you know, has oppressed us. But it's in the present tense. So you would end it in ing. Oppressing. Now let's read that part again. How Jesus, he went about doing good, and healing all who were being oppressed, you might say, by the power of the devil. Or who the devil was oppressing would be another way to say it. It's more direct. Well, then you see how it's passive. Yeah. Healing all who the devil is oppressing, not was, but is oppressing by the power of the devil, right? By his power. So it's... It's a present tense thing and it's pressed upon people everywhere. Everybody's affected by this oppression of the devil. Jesus Christ came to free people up. He died to completely, 100%, as you know, Sangat Bain says, 1,000%, deliver you from every oppression of the devil. Yeah, Kath? Well, it's really cool because I think people, um, I know I felt this, like I feel like shame if, I'm, if I have something in my life that I know that isn't right, because somehow you think like it's your fault or you're to blame. But this verse says that, no, the devil is oppressing you. So there's no shame in that. And then you can come forth 
and say, hey, you know what, this devil is oppressing me and this is what he's doing and I need help. Right. Or when you look at somebody else, you don't think, oh, look at that silly person, look what they're doing. You think, oh, look, the devil is oppressing them, that's why they're acting that way. They need help. So it's a separation from the individual, either somebody else or you, from the problem. The problem is something that's been pressed upon you. It's not you. You're not the source of the problem. Right. So you don't identify with it. You don't, you know, uh, associate with it as to who you are. It's not you. It's pressed upon you. See, that's why it says in Romans 12, too, be not conformed to this world. Conformed is formed, and C-O-N, conformed is with. You know, like chili con carne, chili with meat. Conformed, you're formed with the world. It's shaped you. Do not be shaped that way. And you have that whole um, other aspect as far as like the sins of the fathers to where like from birth, from childhood, many of these like negative oppressive things have been pressed on people. Right. On us, on whoever. You know what I mean? As a child and, and you think it's like how you are, but it's not really how you are. So uh, one of the way they say that it communicates it is then because of that, it's been pressed into your bloodline that you have a propensity towards. You tend to go that way. You tend to follow that bad pattern. But we have seen those bondages broken, even though they were generational. We've seen them broken. So, you know, we received a new genetic line in Christ, so to speak. You were born again. <laughs> So there it is. I mean, that's where the deliverance is. It's in Christ. It always is. See? So to not put up with this. So what areas of our life, you know, need to be, you know, as Hezekiah did, this huge enemy, way outnumbered, way outpowered uh, 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 Judah, the southern two tribes, and Hezekiah wrote out his request to God and then spread them out in the temple on the floor before God. God, look it. This is the problem. See, and this is what we, you know, for us to, hey, God, look at this. It's not me. It, I, I see very clearly from this verse, it's been pressed upon me. God, I'm laying this out before you. I know now it's not me. It's all the devil. I'm laying this out before you. And I know, God, that you are faithful to deliver because you've already sent the deliverance to your son, Jesus Christ. I have a testimony. Okay. A recent one where um, you all know that we went backpacking. And I, uh, I knew that we were going to go backpacking a number of months in advance, and I wanted to get in shape to go backpacking. So, um, you know, time passed. I wasn't really doing anything. And I started swimming. So I was swimming and swimming. And then I started to kind of freak out a little bit because previous, you know, I've always, I have set up other goals in my life where I wanted to accomplish something like to get in shape. And then I would always fail. And, um, you know, God graciously reminded me of that you know, a number of weeks ahead of our backpacking trip. And I recognized, I said, you know what? I can't get in shape on my own ability. I've tried that probably 45 times. Even if it's like losing weight for a wedding or whatever, I just, I fail miserably. And uh, I thought, okay, here's what's gonna happen, God. I will continue to just swim like I'm doing and I just lift it to you. You know, I want to be in shape. You know, I just need deliverance from this, you know, whole thing. And I just give it to you. And I kept saying that to myself. And, you know, the day we're going backpacking, I'm like, okay, God, this is your thing. I didn't get afraid or nervous or anxious about backpacking because this was God's thing. Deliver me. And it was really great. And it was hard 
but it was okay. I did it, and um, and when we were up there, we were up at over 8,000 uh, feet elevation. I didn't think about like how you adjust to the altitude, and like for no, a couple of years prior to that, just going to um, a lower altitude, about 1,000 feet lower, I would be very aware of how I had to adjust to the altitude, whatever. And with this trip, I wasn't even aware of it, and it was just a glory to God, because like you're saying, there was an oppression of the devil, but instead of me trying to get myself out of it, I did it this time. I knew that I was like really helpless, according to my flesh. That's great. And I was like, okay, Father, here it is. And it was really cool. It was a really a glory to God that I was able to have, you know, physical strength and physical endurance, and it'll continue. Um, but I realized that it's in the spiritual realm that my deliverance comes. And I just need to be, you know, I swim, the deal, whatever. But you know what I mean? But it's from God. God's the one that's delivering me. So I just think that's a real glory to him. Yeah, there's a... Uh great verse in Isaiah. Remember chapter 53 where it's that whole chapter of a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ going to carry the burden of the sins of, of the world? The first verse is very powerful when you read it in light of that whole context. See, he went as a, a, a lamb, you know, dumb before his shearers and he carried the oppression of the people. Well, it says in verse 1, who has believed our message? Now, Isaiah is talking to the Lord. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm represents the strength. Well, this question could be asked today. Lord, who has believed this report? Did the Christ accomplish everything? Or was it an almost everything accomplishment? Was all oppression carried by him? Or did he just hit most of it, but not including that thing that you're dealing with? See, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm represents the strength. You want to see the strength of the Lord? It's in the message. That's why, you know, men have seen this, seen this through the years, like Dr. Werwell talking about, there have been more people healed listening to PFAL than all through the rest of his ministry. Why? They're hearing the message. Well, that's what Bosworth said in the Christ the Healer book. Correct. Same thing. He healed thousands of people. And he said that more people have been healed reading his book. So he would get testimonies, and it was written in like the 1920s. Mm -hmm. More people got healed because they read the message, and they just accepted it, and they got healed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the power of the message of the Christ to do its powerful work in people's lives. And, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ went through that horrendous torture, not deserving one slap, not one, you know, punch, of a fist, not one ripping of that robe off, you know, those wounds opening them up again, not one, you know, crack of that whip. He deserved none of it. He took it all to carry the oppression of us. So, Lord, who has believed this report? And to whom is the strength of the Lord revealed? To those who believe the message. So why put up with stuff in your life? You, we shouldn't put up with it. No, if stuff's not right, it's like really, it's up to us to free will to say, hey, you know what? I want deliverance manifested in this area, God. Right. And then to just go after, it. even with our kids, you know, because some of us have children, and children can set a tone in a family if they're having a bad day or whatever. But you know what? We don't have to settle for that. You know, as I'm thinking, like as a keeper of the home or whatever, like spiritually, you and I, you know, as the moms here, can just really pray and claim like peace in our house, no matter what. You know, because that's because it's just like the oppression of the devil trying to get in. 
Like when we came back from backpacking, you know, Felicity, we just hit, we got hit with a lot of spiritual pressure when we came home. And uh, Felicity started not feeling well. And, you know, we all sat down, we're talking, and Mike was like, you know what? Satan's trying to attack us, and he's going to go after the weakest link, you know, where a person has a weakness, and that's what's going on here, you know? And then we, uh, you know, kind of all was like, oh, yeah, all right. Kind of pulled together, you know, to claim this, this freedom, you know, that we have. There's a lot of um, ways in the physical realm to understand a spiritual reality. uh, In school, I was growing up, third grade, this kid, I can't remember his name, but he was uh, a bully. So it's always like picking on certain kids, you know, and I was one of them he was picking on. So he's like a grade older or something. And one time he's pushing me around outside. We're coming home from school. He's pushing me around and it's just like something snapped and I hit him back. You know, he never messed with me again because I stood my ground and I didn't even hit him hard or anything, but I just like snapped. I couldn't, you know, have him push me around. So I hit him back and then that was it. He never bothered me again. The devil's just like that. He's going to keep pressing, pressing, pressing until you stand your ground. Look, devil, Jesus Christ died with a purpose and it's just for this. So back off. You're on, you're trespassing on God's property. You got no right here. And you, you stand your ground. You take one punch back at him and watch what happens to him. Tell him, get away from my children. Right. You, you get away. Or my wife or my dogs or you whatever. Right. And I'm claiming that spiritually. You say it out loud and that's it. You just go, that's it. And you say it. And he has to obey what you say. That's really cool. <laughs> you know, same thing with healing. You just stand on it. You say it. You say it. You stand on it. You know? Sometimes it takes a couple of days or an hour or 20 minutes, but you still stand in the truth because you are free from the oppression of the devil. And sometimes it's quick. Sometimes you know, it's quick. I've gotten serious deliverance in, in a moment of time. Mm-hmm. And I've got other things have taken years. But you know, we just keep standing on the truth because the truth is what's true. Uh-huh. So praise God. Well, let's take some time to pray. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and then... Uh, you know, remember, Hezekiah spread his problem before the Lord in the temple. Lord, look at, look what we're dealing with here. And we're your people. And I know you're, you know, you fight our battles. So what are you going to do about this? <laughs> and then the Lord took care of business. He said, you won't have to lift, lift a sword or a spear. I'm going to fight this whole battle for you. And all Hezekiah did was spread the problem before the Lord. So they'd been dealing with the problem for a while. But now they got to, they spread it before the Lord. That's all it took. The woman with the issue of blood, she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Twelve years she dealt with that. It was when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment that she got the deliverance. Jesus Christ already died for you. He already died. Father, thanks for your word and the power of it, Father. That you've got all that power, Father, of yours just welled up in your word. That when we reach out and take hold, Father, of truth, that it powerfully affects our lives. Thank you for the privilege, Father, that you have sent your word to us. You didn't have to. You could have left us with just hoping for the return when we get every ounce of the deliverance. But you haven't, Father. You sent your word to make us whole in every way. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to do all the work to bring that deliverance to us. And you paved the way for your son, Jesus Christ, with all the prophets that and judges that went before him. Father, you did all that for the sake of us, your people. Thanks for the awesome privilege of being part of this. 
being able to take hold of the hem of Jesus Christ's garment and, Father, see that full deliverance in any and every area of our life. In the light of that, Father, I reach out and touch the hem of the, that garment with this area of Visalia and the greater area that your wholeness, Father, could overtake this area like a tidal wave, that nothing can stand in truth's way, that it overpowers anything in its path. And, Father, that we get to be a part of that, that you would be recognized and honored for who you are and what you've planned from the very beginning and are going to make sure throughout the ages of time. Father, I pray for these teens that we just finished this class up in Clovis and for things that still need to get mended in that arrangement, that we can spend the time we need to, be it this camping trip or whatever the case may be, but Father, that we can spend that time and that they can see the power of what Jesus Christ has accomplished be manifested in their lives more and it becomes real to them much more than it has. Father, I pray for Scott and Christina and the things that are ahead of them, for them to see the same thing as was prayed yesterday. And Father, I also pray for the saints in L.A., for things that need to get mended up there, that, Father, your hand is much more mighty than anything that the adversary is trying to pull off. I pray for his hand, Father, to be made short and yours to be made long in this situation that people are left with your blessings, your goodness, and your provision and thinking about nothing else. Father, I pray for these things that are going to be requested of you just because of what we just looked at in your word, whether outwardly or inwardly. And Father, your power can overtake every one of those situations and will. Thank you for the privilege of being part of this wonderful family of yours. Knowing that whatever you say is true in Christ, Father, is reality for us. Thanks for this awesome privilege. And it's always in Jesus Christ's name. Because we've been engulfed in that name that we pray. Amen.